The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. all of you intentional spirits and I I just want to say thank you so much and um, love having you join us on the show both on Facebook Live for those of you that are tuning in now and coming on later uh, you know feel free to put your comments uh, we love hearing from you I have a tremendous guest for you today um, and she's all that and then some and I'll be talking with her uh, in another minute or two but I also want to say thank you for uh, last week we had the awesome Rick Finbo. We've been getting a lot of feedback about him and, and what he brought to the show. And I wanted you to say, if you're looking to come to Florida, he will be here. Not He will be beyond Facebook Live. He will really be live um, here at our campus. And he'll be here on the 14th and 15th, 13th, 14th, and 15th of July. So those of you that would like an opportunity to meet with him, that would be, that would be awesome. And I apologize on behalf of our show with me um, that we had the gobbledygook. But you can go to uh, unity.fm, Unity Online Radio, and you can listen to it without any static or anything in the way. You know, that's just a lesson in life, right? I mean, every now and then we're just living life and a little static comes our way, but it doesn't keep us from being intentional, that's for sure. And that's what I really enjoy about working with all of you and having you participate with us, and we're all learning together, and that's the beautiful thing as we continue to support a world that is evolving, that is changing, and that is uh, having some breakthroughs. <laughs> so when I think of breakthroughs, I, I also go back to the brilliance of the Course in Miracles and uh, what that Course has done to really transform uh, millions of lives all over, all over the planet. And so it was very exciting for me that we have an opportunity to bring back, uh, by popular demand, Cindy Laura Bernard, um, who is uh, leading edge in everything that she does. That's what she is. She's a difference maker in every way. Cindy, welcome to our show today. Hi, Temple. Thank you for having me again. I love speaking with you. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. And um and our, our audience loves having you on the show. You have such a presence, I mean, with your voice. I mean, when I hear you talking, I just, I just like going to prayer. Oh, <laughs> how beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah, well, you have Thank such you. a, uh, you're, you know, you're all lit up like a Christmas tree. You can feel your aura and your energy and, and your essence. But a lot of people are hearing you for the first time. And so... Um, 
I'd, I'd like to kind of highlight the fact of, of what it means, Cindy, to be intentional. I think there's a serious difference between intentional, spirited people and people who have good intentions. There are a lot of people that have good intentions. They're going to write the book. They're going to write the song. They're going to, you know, uh, have a child. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But circumstances, they allow circumstances and external circumstances to always shut off those possibilities because they're waiting But once I get that worked out and once I get that worked out, you know, like the person that said to me one day, when I don't have problems anymore, I'm going to be a minister. And I went, well, you'll be doing it in the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even convinced that that's the case. But anyway, all that said, um, intentional spirits are people that they have good intentions and they continue to move towards them regardless of anything going on on the outside or what the news is doing or, you know, all of that. And and you are definitely a person that models that beautifully. Have you always been this way? Well, what I would say is I've always been a positive person by nature. Ever since I was really young, I always tended to look to the positive. And I, as I became more conscious, you know, that, I have a mind that I could return to and make choices that I was never really a victim of the world. Once I started to realize that more and more, I started to live more intentionally and live with a certain kind of awareness, just really an awareness that the world itself is never the cause of anything, just as people that seem to be outside of us that appear to upset us is also never the cause of how we feel. It's a really a choice that we make in the mind of how we're interpreting what it is we're seeing on the screen of the world. And I guess as I started to develop myself spiritually, I started to live, yes, more intentionally with um, a different purpose. Um, Rather than living at the effect of the world, I was living from a place of cause where I reminded myself through A Course in Miracles, too, which speaks of this, that I am the cause of the world I see, which includes all my, the interpretations I make and place onto the world. That's my responsibility. Um, and the more I you know, incorporated that into my daily life, I found it much easier to live then from a place of uh, not being a victim, you know, of anything, um, where I could really take the reins and be really in charge and be take responsibility, really, for how I'm looking at things, how I'm thinking about things. And so at this point, I would definitely say I live intentionally. <laughs> I live yes. intentionally with an awareness. Yes. Yes. Now, when you were talking about early on that you were noted as a positive person, um, do you, was it, would you say it's because of what you didn't see around you, um, the, the modeling around you? I know for me, I I chose a positive route, um, not because of classes I took, but more of an intuitive feeling as a child. And like you, I just felt like there was so much more than people were thinking about. They had kind of a mindset of living in a box. And I didn't really understand that. I mean, now I understand that because it's the difference between an old soul and a new soul or a young soul or, 
you know, all of that, but I didn't understand it then. I just knew that I wasn't around a lot of positiveness, and I made a decision to become that. Is that what happened with you, or were you also, um, were you just exposed to a lot of positive family that you sat by the piano and sang together and made campfire together? I mean, there are people <laughs> yeah, that have yeah, had those yeah. stories. I'm, I'm not one of them, but was that your story? I uh, Well, it wasn't so much that I was always surrounded by positive, you know, things or positive behavior, which I certainly was a lot of the time, but I think I always had this innate sort of built-in nature um, where I just tended to view things positively, and it didn't seem like there was even a cause for that. It was sort of like I would just... You know, you know how people say, well, you can see the glass half empty or half full. I always just seem to look at it as full, half full. Uh, my mind sort of automatically went there, and I didn't, I didn't seem to have a cause for that. I think it was something sort of built in my nature. Um, and, but it didn't necessarily mean I was always able to come to a place of peace or something instantly. You know, I had to work at it, but, but I, there was a sense of that. Even when I was really young, there was some awareness that some kind of understanding, you know, that people are inherently good, mm-hmm. even if they don't act that way. And I, I, there was just sort of a some of that, you know. Um, and I, when I was younger, I didn't really understand at all or the whole picture or what was going on, but I... Um, many people have described me even in my childhood and that, oh, you're always so positive. You're always so positive, you know? And I mean, I've heard that all my life. And I think that uh, was something I was sort of, uh, you know, I guess I was sort of just kind of built in. Um, and I just always, uh, I think there was an unconscious, there's an unconscious belief there that, that somehow being positive can really help you move through difficult situations. Now, that's not the answer. Always just being positive is not always the answer to finding inner peace, and it can be helpful, um, certainly help you along the path to peace. Um, So that's why I really believe in it. Um, If you have a choice, you know, why not choose to look at things positively? Um, Mm -hmm. But I've always remembered, I'll put it that way, I always remembered myself being that way. Always sort of being the, like with all my friends, for example, even when I was little, I always was the one that would sort of try to keep the peace between people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sort of be the mediator. <laughs> the mediator. Um, maybe that was because um, I've always had a sense of, I I feel like I'm sort of at the end of my incarnations here in the world. Um, I feel like I've experience thousands of incarnations and I'm at the place where I'm ready to choose for the final time uh, the end of the dream as the Course the Course of Miracles would say sort of like you're making the final choice for peace, final choice for forgiving all of it, forgiving all of the world and I think this is one of my last couple lifetimes here where I'm really actively choosing that, like I want to go all the way and wake up you know, wake up into God as my only reality I think that was built in as I was born. Ah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I love also, you know, I love how you highlighted it because I think that often um, people, uh, in the way things are taken out of context, there's a 
a, a confusing reality to people that say, you know, I, 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 I don't want to talk about this because that will make me negative. And, oh, I, you know, I have had a lot going on, but I didn't want to tell you because, you know, you're so positive or, you know, whatever. And I, But I love the way you highlighted it. It's that I think it's twofold. I think one part of that is that I am um, – I'm living in a place that I'm not always positive about the event that's happening as it's happening, not sitting around all giddy and smiling and saying all these sacred platitudes, but I'm, I'm very positive about the outcome when it's all come out for me. I will find the place of positivity in which I can live and have and move and have my being, and I'll be a better person because of all of it. But I, I think that often people shut themselves down uh, because it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm having this feeling or I'm having this frustration and I'm, I'm supposed to just be in a whole different place. Uh, they kind of disconnect with their humanity often, you know, about that. Or they, um, they confuse uh, what we are as new thoughters or what we are as Course in Miracle, you know, devotees or whatever. Because uh, life is life, and it has its complexities, but we, in working with our own realm, our own eyes, and our own heart, if we have a practice, and I, so I think that's the second part that I'm hearing you say, is that it's a practice. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like somebody said to me one time, God, that's so great, you know, you were an All-American softball player. You must have been really good at it. And I went, it's called practice. You know, if you've done something for 17 years and you don't become pretty good at it, maybe you want to rethink it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. being to you and being positive and being a believer that um, the world is beautiful and it is rich and it is like all systems, it goes through changes of evolution, that is practice, right? I mean... <laughs> yes, yes. You, yeah, you hit it right in the head there with the, the practice. practice. I mean, <laughs> practice. I'm, I'm practicing every day. It's not like <laughs> you reach this part of your thermometer and you go, oh, I'm there, and I can just chill the rest of my life. It's like, no, <laughs> that that practice a muscle of positivity, it is on purpose every day yes. to practice. <laughs> oh boy, does it take practice too? I mean, we all have to practice to get good at anything, don't we? I mean, even if you're, I mean, I always think of the mind as a muscle like like anything else. If you're, if you want to learn to be a good piano player, you really have to sit down. You're not going to get good unless you sit down and practice every day. I look at spirituality the same way, where if we don't daily, you know, activate our mind's choice, you know, go into the mind, remember that in order to get good at things like forgiveness or like um, on any spiritual path, whatever path you're on, to get good at it, uh, we need to exercise the mind, you know, and, 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 and every day, uh, you know, be aware and you know, have that awareness that we, we're always choosing, you know, that, that we're, no matter what spiritual path anyone is on, we, um, there's, there's a common theme, you know, that of truth, you know, and all of them, where we all have a, a responsibility for how we choose to look at the world, interpret the events of the world, including all our personal experiences and the peoples in our lives, and 
no matter how they treat us, we still have uh, the power to come back into the mind and say, look, I can look at this differently. I have, I can look at this with my right mind, which with the A Course in Miracles, you know, talks about the two parts of the mind, the wrong mind, the ego mind, and the right mind, uh, which is inspired by the thought system of the Holy Spirit. And we, we always are choosing be, between one, you know, one of those at any given moment. And whichever one we choose unconsciously is what we really believe we are. And I know from my own experience that it's the practice in the last 10, 15 years on this particular spiritual path um, that has gotten me to the place where um, I automatically move now to forgiving instead of judging or, you know, automatically remember that I can choose peace instead of conflict. You know, that I, it's, but it's, it's taking the everyday things that come up in our, in our everyday lives that disturb our peace, whatever it is, and then remembering that you sort of catch yourself if you are starting to feel like a sense of um, conflict or whatever form the separation takes, you know, which could be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be anything. But to really catch yourself and notice that you're feeling that way and that you're, when we were talking about being positive earlier, it doesn't mean we have to shove our feelings down, you know, and, and not, you know, being positive doesn't mean we, we deny, you know, our, our experience here in the world or how we're feeling. We can look at how we're feeling, look at the thoughts honestly, but we can look at them without judgment. We can look at them, you know, with the Holy Spirit as our teacher, which means you're looking at it. Uh, from a different perspective, looking at it, that remembering that, you know what, I, this is not really what I am. I am not conflict. I'm not my ego. I am something much bigger. I am innocent. I am whole. I am perfect. I am the son of God. You know, all of us as one are the son of God. When we look at ourselves that way, we're training the mind that we always have the power to choose how we view things and where we're coming from in our mind. And that's true power. But it takes practice um, daily with things that come up, you know, that disturb our peace. So we just notice it and, uh, and practice non-judgment, non-judgment of ourselves and others as we're going through difficult times. So, but we can still re- retain sort of a positive view, you know, without, without repressing our feelings, you know, and, you know, just allowing them to come to the surface you know, and understanding where the, the feelings are coming from. So if we feel bad, that means we must have made a choice with the ego as our teacher, which means from the thought of separation that loves conflict. You know, the ego loves to have conflict and, you know, loves to make the world real. Um, when I'm speaking of this, if there's anybody new listening, I'm speaking in terms of a non-dualistic thought system of A Course in Miracles that states that love is our only reality, God is our only reality, you know, and everything else would be the illusion, what the Course would call the dream, which is the world, which is really like a dream, and it's, it's not reality. So um, a lot of times when I'm speaking, I I want to remind people I'm talking a lot about, you know, um, A Course oh, that, in Miracles perspective. perspective. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very necessary perspective and a very important one, and we're getting lots of comments, and I, I just want to thank all of you for being out there, and I want to honor um, Monica and Elizabeth and, and Carol from Sarasota and all of you that are tuning in. Love the comments. Sometimes I'm able to get to them through the show and other times uh, after the show. 
but really appreciate appreciate those always. Um, and I, I love how you're talking about you know the the fact that if we love our Creator, you know, call it God, call it divine intelligence, call it spirit, call it whatever. You know, to me, I always say it doesn't matter what you call it as much as it matters what you believe about it. But, you know, that that being said, in that if we love, we really love what created us, then we would love our feelings because our creator created our feelings. You know, so it, it is a it's a very powerful reality. Our, our feelings, like you say so eloquently, are never the issue. It's the denial and the judgment about our feelings that are the issue. It's that, you know, it's that suppression, uh, suppression of anger. You know, people will say, well, what do you think about, you know, some of the things that are going on now? It's like, you know, eventually suppression anger pops, right? It, it comes out and it expresses in some very um, interesting and often some very uh, unique ways. Um, but it's the it's the owning that this is my feeling, and I'm just kind of being with it. I'm, I'm kind of aware of it. But like you were talking about earlier, and that's why I really enjoy talking to you because I can I, I can kind of reframe things even in my own uh, daily life. My daily practice, my first things aren't how am I feeling today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, they're just, I'm not a feeling, uh, I, I have tremendous feeling about life and, you know, I'm going to save the bug and take it outside. And I mean, I'm in the game of life for sure and wanting to be in my heart, but my, uh, my driver isn't first thing in the morning. It's more, you know, thank you for the mystery of life today. Shall it reveal itself through me? You know, and, and, and thank you. Uh, my uh, my inner being for the eyes to see larger and the and the and the, and the ears to hear, you know the things that want to reveal themselves to me. My day isn't how do I feel today and what is the weather today and what are people telling me to feel today and that's something that I know that you are helping so many people with with your new book. Congratulations, that just came out on July the 26th, oh my goodness, A Course in Health, a course in health and, and Well-Being. Um, let's delve into that a little bit, I know we already have, but I just wanted to capture that for those of you that are tuning in, and we can put that um, into our comments. You can also visit Cindy, uh, Laura Renard. At Cindy Laura, L O R A dot com, Cindy Laura dot com. So, talk to us. The book. You're, I know you're excited <laughs> about it. It's one of your new babies, right? Yeah, it is a baby. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm. Um well, this, bo- this book was born out of inspiration to to expand on a lot of questions that I get in my workshops. Um, that I do on A Course in Miracles on the themes of health and well-being and um, and various illnesses people have. We have lots of questions about how A Course in Miracles will, will, will looks at that. How do we handle things that go on in pain, for example, that we're experiencing in the body or which really is a mental process, not a physical one, which I can get into. But I wanted to expand on these themes according to how A Course in Miracles looks at anything regarding the body and what true health really is. Um, 
and because we get so many questions on it. And so I discuss these themes within the context of a non-dualistic thought system, which is what the course is. And because the course teaches us that mind is always at cause and the world and body are the effect. So the body is not the cause of anything. It's not a decision maker, in other words. So we don't have to be at the effect of it. We can remember that we can... We are minds and not bodies. In other words, so we have the power to choose how we are looking at anything that goes on regarding the body. And the focus of my book then is to deepen the understanding of how we can um, learn to choose and implement that change of mind, consciously choosing health and well-being. Um, And the change of mind is described in A Course in Miracles as undoing the ego the false self, which then places us on the path to inner peace, the condition of health and well-being, which is peace. And I describe in my book how, how health is really um, inner peace. And when we choose love in our minds and remember that our only reality is love, then as we choose that, the effect takes care of itself. That includes the world, the body. We don't have to worry about the world and the body and what it's doing. doesn't mean we deny it. But, I mean, when we take care of what's going on in our minds, which is cause, the effect will take care of itself. We have to remember that we are very powerful beings, and we can always choose. We don't have to be a victim of our circumstances. So my book just goes deeper into practical ways um, that we can actually practice this mindset. To, to come back to a place of true power. And I have, uh, I talk about the purpose of the body. There's two purposes, the ego's purpose and the Holy Spirit's purpose. And uh, once we get in touch with, um, you know, the what purpose we're using our body for even, and I'll give you an example, um, the Holy Spirit's purpose for the body would be to use it as a communication device to allow its thought system of love, innocence, wholeness, healing to extend through us so that we can share and join with all our brothers and sisters, everybody that appears to be out there outside of us, that when we use our body for that purpose, for joining rather than separation, we're using it for a truly empowering purpose. But if we use it for the ego's purpose, the body, we're going to use it to attack, and we will attack ourselves we will feel the need, you know, the need to punish ourselves and others and project guilt onto others. Um, that's using it for the ego's purpose, which is always based on separation. And um, when we get really in, in touch with that, what purpose is everything serving? We start to step into our true power when we have that awareness. So I do go deeper and into, I give practical exercises of how you can practice these kinds of ideas. Um, that are inspired from A Course in Miracles. And um, I talk about empowering ways to deal with pain. Um, one of, and let's face it, I think a lot of us have had experience with that, um, physical pain, which the Course explains it's really a mental process, not a physical one. Um, and if it's a mental process, we can change our mind about it and get in touch with that power. And you can get very clear that there's a great line in the Course that says, the guiltless mind cannot suffer, and sin does not exist. Um, Meaning sin in the Course is really the idea of separation, just the idea that we thought we separated from God's love. Um, In reality, that never happened. And again, I'm speaking within within the the Course course in Miracles. 
Mm-hmm. Can we break this? Let's, can we break this down a little bit? Um, sure. When we're looking at and talking about um, the, the the guiltless the guiltless experience on, on the on the planet equates to a person that is uh, relatively uh, pain free. When you were talking about, because I, I do think that these are really strong points and they're key points, and for us to kind of break them out and down, if you don't mind. Um, sure. So when when we talk about okay now um, you know you wake up one day and, and the hip is hurting and so take us through that process then that person out there that's listening your hip is hurting it's hurting um, a lot and um, you're just take it from there what and and break that and break that down because it's real to them that the pain is real. That we're we're saying it's even though it's showing up as a physical pain, the causation is not physical. That's is that yes. okay? Yes, the cause of the pain is never a physical process. There's always it always starts that the mind is in pain. This is when I'm talking about the mind. I'm really talking about the one mind we all share, the larger mind, not the individual minds. There's there's really only one mind, and then that got the ego part of the mind, which has become split, um, which is really an illusion. Um, I could go into that a little bit later, but um, I'm really talking about the the larger mind that projected out pain in various forms, and it takes the form in our bodies as physical symptoms. But the pain really comes from, it's a symptom of guilt in the mind that we all share this. We all have this unconscious guilt in the mind over the separation that we really believe we separated from God, which, which is really an illusion. We didn't, that didn't really happen. And, but the form of the pain will show up as, as, as pain in the body, like it could be in the hip. It could be in the, in the back. It could be anywhere. It doesn't matter where. But we don't have to deny that, that we're feeling that. What would be probably the, one of the most healing things that you could possibly do when you feel body pain is to gently remind yourself that I am a mind and not a body. This is a mental process, not a physical one. doesn't mean I don't take care of myself and do what the normal thing. In other words, you don't have to deny the body experience, and if you need to take something that will help the pain, take it. Um, but at the mind level, the, the, where, true ca- where, true ca- where the true cause is, we can go back to the mind and say, you know what, this is a mental process, not a physical one, which means I can change my mind about how I'm looking at the pain. And I can join with the, join with the Holy Spirit, which is really, um, the Holy Spirit just represents um, the choice for accepting that your innocence. It's like joining with the Holy Spirit, which knows only your innocence, only knows you in your wholeness, in your purity. And you imagine the Holy Spirit joining with you and absolving you of all this guilt that's unconscious in the mind over the separation. Know that you're, so you can get very clear that the guiltless mind cannot suffer. You know, and, and imagine the Holy Spirit sort of like a white light washing over you and healing you and absolving you of all this unconscious guilt. And 
And you can do this right before you go to bed at night is the best way to do it, before you go to sleep. You sort of imagine that, have that visualization. And then as you sleep, know that you're being taken care of and that you're in the light of God and you're being healed. And it's recommended that this be done as a 30-day process where you, you join with, with the Holy Spirit before you go to bed each night and get very clear that 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 this is a mental process and you can change your mind about how you're viewing it. And then turn it over and you wake up in the morning, you can start your day right off the bat. I, I'm turning my day over also to the Holy Spirit. You're in charge of my day, which means you're not doing anything on your own, which means with the ego as your teacher that always loves conflict and loves pain. The ego loves pain because it invented pain, um, but that's an illusion and you don't have to buy into that. At the same time, you can go about your day normally, though, and you can be inspired as to the most loving action to take regarding the pain, though. Um, so we don't have to deny the world, deny that, you know, you're, you're feeling that, and you might be guided as to something that could really be helpful um, at this level, on the physical level, that would really help you with the pain and I just always recommend going to the mind and doing the mind work as well, including forgiveness. Forgi- but, but forgiveness meaning not the traditional forgiveness that most of the world does, which still makes the world real and makes everything real. What I mean by that is we're being in a non-dualic system, non-dualistic system as A Course in Miracles, um, which which it is, is saying that that. Everything that we appear to be experiencing is a dream, and it's happening in the mind. Even the body is really in the mind. It's not really a separate thing that it, that it appears to be. And the great masters like Jesus and Buddha talked about this. This is the path they were on. Jesus and Buddha taught um, these kinds of ideas. Uh, they understood that, that the body wasn't the cause. The world wasn't a cause of anything. It, it was an effect. It's part of the illusion of the dream. This is why Buddha would say, I'm awake. He meant that he was awakening from the dream, the awakening that he was, you know, you know um, at the effect of the dream. And Jesus was teaching the same thing 2,000 years ago. Um, and he was trying to teach us that if we look only to the body as the decision maker, the, the cause of something, that the cause of healing even, we're looking in the wrong place. But we, when we go into the mind, remember that it's always about how we're perceiving something that can really shift how we experience an event, including pain. We're really dealing with true cause, with, with you know, and we're, where true change origi- originates. And we can really have a very powerful um, experience and our, sometimes our experience can change and the pain will go away because we're healing the mind at the mind level. Um, and the Course's way of doing that is practicing a certain kind of forgiveness, true forgiveness, that, that recognizes that what we're seeing isn't true. In other words, the, it's overlooking form and going right to the cause and saying, you know what, the separation from God never occurred. Nothing happened. I'm not really guilty of yeah, somebody, somebody, you know, told me that years ago, right? I heard that yeah. from somewhere else, but it's not, it's not true. I, I always love that story of the parents. They're kind of peeking in on their little boy, a little young boy, maybe three or four, on the baby, their newborn baby, and they overhear the little boy say 
to his sister, please, can you tell me about God again? Because I'm starting to, I'm starting to forget. Um, years ago, I remember looking at, I was in um, therapy. Uh, I, I've been in therapy uh, quite a bit. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> My life, and with lots of joy. Um, because if you're working with people in, your, in their own development, certainly one needs to be working on theirs. Um, but, but that being said, uh, I, I sat down one day in, in journaling and in, um, in, my, in my writing, and I looked at the word guilt, and it's like G-U-L, G-U-L. And it, I, I find that to be so true with what you're saying is that guilt is something that we were taught. It's not innate. We were taught by others with their own limitations and their own hang-ups. We were taught that we're supposed to be guilty. Um, and it, it's so true in what you're saying and fundamental to our health and, and well-being is that if you're, if you're listening or if you know somebody that's written with guilt, you know, forward this show to them. So they can really get that, um, that release all guilt. I mean, I have, I have said that a, a number of times in my life, I don't do guilt. <laughs> you know, there, there, yeah. it, it doesn't mean I don't need to improve or I don't need to do a self-correct or whatever, but I do not participate in carrying guilt in my body. It never leads to anything positive. Uh, regarding your health and um, hallelujah thank you for sharing that and um, and highlighting that because it's it's crucial um, it, it disempowers a person like uh, very few other uh, self-imposed realities yeah yeah I think um, the idea of guilt is such an important one that that most people don't consider that that could be be, be the, the cause of so much suffering. Um, you know, I, what I love is that the Course also says, among all the things that you thought brought you suffering and pain, guilt was not among them. And, uh, and the Course is saying guilt, and just in case nobody is aware of this or some people might not be aware of this, Jesus is the voice of A Course in Miracles. It was a channeled work, channeled through a woman named Helen Shuckman in the 60s. And he, she heard a voice very clearly <laughs> um, and took it down like, in, like an inner dictation. And the voice revealed itself to be Jesus. And, and anybody who looks at the Course probably will start to recognize that it's not coming from this world. It's something outside of time and space. There's loads of wisdom in it. Um, and I don't think anybody here could possibly have written it. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, um, so Jesus being the voice of the Course is really, was really coming back to sort of share what he was teaching 2,000 years ago, giving it to us again, in other words, and at a time where it could be accepted, his message by more people. Um, and I know it's a very, it could be a very threatening thought system at first to many because we are taught something so differently um, about him and about who he was, and here he is coming through A Course in Miracles, sort of correcting some of these ideas that were really just mistaken thoughts 
by the world about him. He didn't share a lot of the ideas that people shared about him. So he got to the place, for example, he couldn't suffer because there was no guilt in the mind, coming back to guilt. This is why he says in the Course, the guiltless mind cannot suffer. And when we get in touch with our true power, knowing that we are really first and foremost spiritual beings, not physical beings, recognizing that, that we're really innocent, this guilt doesn't even exist. It was a made-up concept. It's not true. But we forgot. We just forgot. We forgot our source. We forgot where we came from. And that's why he goes on to describe this world as a projection. It's a projection coming from a split mind, you know, that believes it's separated from its source. And that, that didn't even really happen. That's an illusion. So the awakening process involves the undoing of the ego through for this kind of true forgiveness that undoes our errors, that our mistaken thinking, not not punishment. We don't. We don't. There's no punishment. No judgment. Nothing like that. It's only about. There's no sin. There is no sin. That's that's also a mistaken idea that we think we're sinful beings and we deserve to be punished. So what do we do? We project the guilt onto ourselves. We punish ourselves through various forms of illnesses and sickness. It takes so many different forms, but it's only because we forgot who we are. And through the undoing of the ego, we can start to awaken and remember the truth that nothing, we never really separated from God. There is no separation. And we're, we were still at home in God, you know, and only dreaming a dream of pain, not real pain. And this is one way to deal with pain is remember, I'm having a dream of pain. This is not, you know, it might feel real. Yes, we don't have to deny that. And doesn't mean you're, again, you're, you don't be normal. You can go out and do what you need to do. If you have to see your doctor, see your doctor, of course, and you know, you could take medication if it's something that you feel inspired to do, but you can do it with the Holy Spirit in your mind, like join with the Holy Spirit as you do these things. You're not doing anything on your own because the ego is based on separation. And when we do things with the ego, we're going to feel fear. We're always going to, and you know when you're coming from the ego, when you feel bad, when you start to feel any sense of even mild discomfort, that's the ego. And you can remind yourself you're not your ego. That's not who you really are. And you can gently bring the mind back and choose again, make another choice about your reality and what you are. I am perfect spirit, whole and innocent. All is forgiven and released, is one beautiful saying you could say to yourself in those situations. I am spirit, whole and innocent. All is forgiven and released. You know, and I can say these things and practice forgiveness and do these things at the mind level while I still go about my normal day. You know, I go do my normal things, you know, and take care of myself, take care of the body. But you can just know in your mind the truth and say, you know what, I know that I am I am truly invulnerable spirit. And nothing in truth can really affect the peace of God in my mind unless I allow it. So that's just really the point I want to make, is that even if there's pain, you can still choose. You can still choose to, to you know, look at it through the eyes of peace. And, yes, um, I, I, I say um, I, I, I say in some of my uh, talks and, and, and more importantly to myself, um, staying current for the currency, you know, being current for the currency, the currency mm-hmm. of life, the currency of energy, the currency of, of your uh, calling it Holy Spirit, the, the spirit within, the energy, the essence. And, and that is, like you're saying, regardless of where you are today, those of you that are listening, and um, feelings and thoughts that you have, 
that you're you're working on um, make a decision for it to be different. I mean that that's the whole thing is to make a decision and and stand uh, grounded in that that it's it's a it's a brand new beginning. It's a brand new time, and I am the one that keeps taking every day and putting these same realities on my eraser board. And obviously, I'm forgetting to erase them. But if I can stay current, you know, I am in the now. This is the moment. This is the time I can do something about. That currency is just such a a vibrant, uh, immense energy field. It's it's quite lovely. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, if if anybody is listening and, and... You know, is dealing with you know issues in the body. You know, I do recommend. You know, um, I really do. Ex- you know, expand uh, more in my book at, at these ways of approaching and how to look at that. And if so, you might find it helpful. Um, I go into gr- much greater detail, including giving you know practical exercises and mental exercises. You know, empowering ways to to handle these kinds of things that come up. You know, and um, there isn't truly is another way to look at it. Um, I personally also experienced, you know, I had a voice issue a couple years ago where I lost my voice for several months, twice, two, you know, in a row, like two years in a row where like a three months at a time, um, I lost my voice and I was right in the middle of recording like, like a CD and music and it was a very challenging time for me. And what I had to do was, coming back to our practice theme, I had to really put into practice what I was learning at that time, and I, I forgave it. I worked with forgiveness. You know, forgiving myself, for example, for, for buying into the belief that I could really be separate, separate from God, which, which I reminded my mind that that wasn't true. I worked with forgiveness. I remembered that I could change my mind about how I'm looking at this voice issue that I was having. Um, I was, didn't have to be at the effect of it and be a victim of it, but I could really get in touch with my power to choose and allow um, myself to perceive the situation through the Holy Spirit's vision, through true vision, instead of my own vision, with meaning with the ego, <laughs> which always wants to do things on its own. And And so what I did was I just practiced that mindset, you know, that I was really a mind, not a body. I'm really spirit, you know, and I invulnerable spirit, that which can't be hurt or touched in any way um, by anything of this world, you know, and as I practiced that, I, I actually think I moved through that experience much easier and quicker than I would have if I wasn't practicing, you know, practicing forgiveness and practicing right-minded ideas, you know, and living that way daily the best I could. And um, and there were times when, even if it was really challenging, I didn't deny the experience that I was having that maybe it was channeling. I didn't try to push it under the rug. I just noticed it and said, okay, I'm not having a good day today. But you know what? It doesn't mean it has to take away the peace of God within my mind. I can still choose peace. So that's kind of how I practiced, you know, um, getting through, through that. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you for doing that. That's wonderful. Um, I want to um, make mention again of all of you going to Cindy Laura's website, uh, Cindy Laura Renard. Um, a lot of people know her husband, uh, Gary, who's well-known in the Course in Miracle fails for sure, but they both are. 
Uh, but go to CindyLaura, L-O-R-A dot com. And um, look at her new book. It's definitely a must-have, uh, The Course in Health and, and Well-Being. And uh, Cindy, we're getting some good feedback, and, and some people are saying, and one of our my friends from Norway is saying, I'm going to look at that course again. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That. That makes the whole uh, that makes the whole show worthwhile. I do want to make mention to those of you great people that are listening that um, I have, as I had stated to you back in the spring, I have started a television show called The Intentional Spirit, and you can go on uh, the New Thought Channel, and they are featuring um, the series on the Intentional Spirit. So please check that out, and also. We have a cruise with Unity, uh, Unity at Sea, uh, March the 2nd through the 9th in 2019. And you can go to unity.org and look for the topic travel, and we'd love to have you uh, join us. We're going to be doing a cause-related humanitarian cruise. Uh, It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Cindy, you are, um, well, you're something else. So are just, you. So are you. Uh, as is, as just, are you. <laughs> just love your energy, and every time we're together, it's like we're we're just two wandered children, just uh, uh, beamed up <laughs> with laughter and joy. And um, and I, I I think that you know that's that's what it is. I think that's what it's all about. As intentional spirits, it's it's not an arrival place. It's it's as we keep going back to this thing. It's a commitment to practice the formula. Being in the world, but not of the world. And uh, being in that, but not. And it's that, it, and realizing that there is no um, two worlds. <laughs> there's only there's only one, and there's what is. And I would love for you to uh, close out our show today, because you are such a great um, singer and orator, and by the way, on her website, she has all her CDs. And she's quite popular, this lady. Um, would you please do um, a song for us? And we'll just close sure. out that way. How about that? Sure, of course. Um, one of my favorite songs I like to sing a cappella, which I, sometimes I start off our workshops this way. I sing a song to get everybody grounded and um, in touch with spirit, but I, I think I will sing Amazing Grace, and part of the reason I'm choosing that one is it has such a beautiful melody, and everybody knows it, and also the animals love it. <laughs> the animals <laughs> love Amazing Grace when I sing it to them, and so I'm going to sing this one, if you don't mind. Maybe I will yes. sing this one. Okay. I'd like to have everybody listening, though, close your eyes as I sing, if you will. Please close your eyes, and as I sing, imagine joining with everybody else, anybody, everyone, make your mind joined, all is one, you know, with all other minds, and see yourself as only one being. Let's all do this together, as you just listen to the sound of my voice. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed through many dangers toils and snares we have already Yes, you do see, that's for sure. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. And thank you, Cindy, for being with us. You are loved and you are valued and you are deeply appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you, Temple. Thank you for having me again. Oh, such a pleasure, always. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org.
Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. Like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace. And explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.